Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Hud's Trend Hawk. That is from the Discord, courtesy of... Oh, courtesy of... Kevbot. Kevbot. Shout out to Kevbot for the short show title from my favorite genre of films as a 12-year-old, Bruce Willis movies. What's Hudson Hawk about, though? Hudson Hawk is about Bruce Willis uh, as a cat burglar who times his various exploits, his his homie partner in crime from way back is Danny Aiello. They're like uh, a duo of cat burglars and like they time their operations by singing old standards. So um, they'll be like going through uh, a building that they're trying to sneak through, but uh-huh. like singing to themselves because it was it was just it, it is, I think, the peak of Bruce Willis at his most, you know, like powerful and like able to do whatever he wants. Wait, it, so is this movie shitty or is good? Oh, it's bad. Like it's famously bad, but I deeply enjoyed it when I was a, okay, a young right. person. Yeah. All right. Put it on the list. All right. Uh, well, I am Jack. That is yep. Miles. Um, it is dark days. Roe has been overturned by the Supreme Court. And yeah, so that is mainly what people are talking about. Uh, looks like protests is trending. Oh, no, I mean, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods is trending. 
um, because apparently we got to find a pro corporate spin on this. So let's go with here are the corporations who will pay their employees uh, to travel to get an abortion. Um, so that's that's oh, one way like, to take like it. Big up to this place that yeah. I mean yeah, it's probably it's shit. It's definitely it's more better than, than the alternative. Fucking but, doing yeah, but yeah. Low bar, low bar for uh, for a corporation to treat people like humans, yeah. and yeah, I mean, like just everything, everything that's trending is about people's outrage, about people blaming Susan Sarandon, about people blaming Burn. Like, there's all kinds of oh, really? Oh my goodness, the crossfire on Big D Twitter and left Twitter. Woo! Cool. You know, a lot of people are pointing out that like uh, Nancy Pelosi was just spending like burning her wheels, spinning her wheels, defending Henry Cuellar in Texas, who barely won his primary by like around 300 votes. And he's a, you know, uh, pro forced birth Democrat. Yeah. And we're like, what about what about in the party that's there right now? What What is happening there? But I mean, I'm curious what the real response is going to be from Democrats, because, you know, based on my math, they had about a month and 20 days to figure out what the plan is here. Nancy Pelosi had that poem on deck. Um, Joe Manchin is, what, did he say he was disturbed? I think. No, her, him and like Susan Collins was like, well, that's not what they told me. It's like, no shit. Right. That's the point. And you're, you're so, you're such a fucking rube. That you're like, yep, hook, line, and sinker, got it. Right. <laughs> sure, they said it. They said it was settled. One of the first fucking things they went after, and I, I don't know. It's just really fucking bleak looking at just everything that's happening with the Supreme Court saying like, well, states don't have the right to assert like any kind of gun control laws or anything like that. That's that's not their right. But then also, but the states can decide uh, who can do what with their own body, right? It's just a very, very, uh, that and like the Miranda rights being like basically wrote backward. They're like, police have total immunity, even if they don't inform you of your rights and then use that to possibly public funding for religious schools to gut funding for public schools. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We're like, they straight up, you know, as, as lame and outdated as the reference to that, uh, Hulu show is like, uh, Handmaid's Tale, like that. Truly feels like they're just like, yeah, no, but that is kind of what we had in mind. It's just uh, fucking upsetting because, you know, like the people that you got people like Nancy Pelosi who read a poem, right? Because nobody in Nancy Pelosi's family is going to have trouble getting uh, right, access, access to an to, abortion. Yeah. What about all the people that are struggling with their income that are like people of color? There's so like this really affects a very specific group of people. Unfortunately, the, the represent representation in Congress is of people who know not about the urgency yeah. of this threat, and those it, people basically don't exist for them. Yeah, it breaks my fucking spirit. Like it's ah, man, I'm yeah. Anyway, so um, one kind of specific story that's uh, people are pointing out is the uh, period tracker apps, period tracking apps, like mm-hmm. that the data collected in those apps could potentially be weaponized by law enforcement um, and used That's to, never happened. Has w- law enforcement ever weaponized your data to, to hold you accountable for your uh, uh, getting an abortion? Yeah, they actually have, amazingly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's tell. already. Um, so a woman in Indiana was sentenced to 20 years in prison um, for inducing her own abortion. Uh, the evidence against her included text messages with her friend, which you know, they have to get access to. 
which right. you know sure. we, you would think would be a private thing. In 2018, a woman was indicted by a Mississippi grand jury for second degree murder in a case in which prosecutors used her search history, including searches for abortion pills as evidence. Lawmakers have been lobbying to make sure tech companies like Google amend their data collection policies in order to better protect uh, people's information in a post row era. But you know, that's, it's not something that's going to be well covered by the corporate media. And yeah, it's just, it's, the, this is like the dark world that we we live in now. It's not yeah. hypothetical And now they're anymore. fully being like, oh, yeah, we'll come after contraception. We'll come after fucking everything. Like, yeah. We don't. Thomas. This is what this is what we're about. Uh, and yeah, Anna in the chat is saying, you know, don't even tell your doctor when your last period was. Right. Because, like, you know, it, it's this is the situation we're in where you can't even now you're looking at a situation like a, you're looking at your life and saying, I can't go to a healthcare professional and be honest about what is happening in my body because they might be collaborating with law enforcement because I'm in a state that's trying to go after people and they might just create a dragnet to find people they suspect of having an abortion. Yeah. Hmm. And with regards to the tech industry, like there's good reason to be skeptical that they will ever change their practices to better protect people since Google is already like hugely fucking up in this area. There's a recent study that found one in 10 Google searches for abortion services and trigger states are being misdirected to clinics known as pregnancy crisis centers that do not actually provide care and actually, you know, provide religious extremism. 37% of Google map searches led to fake clinics, which is Mm. pretty, that's, that's a lot. Um, yeah, it sounds like Google is trash, just yeah. even as a search engine, <laughs> like not even for what they're doing. But yeah. it's, I mean, this is, it's wild to just watch how the full court press of corporations, the government, and all these things can suddenly put you in a place where before it's like, yeah, well, you know, we'll sell your information to like another company is trying to figure out if you might be in the market for 18 inch rims. Right. But now, you know, based on how some of these laws can be written, someone might be like, oh, with this information, I might be able to be a like an abortion bounty hunter. Yeah. Uh, and like there in other countries, they, there are groups that have power that are looking out for consumers and individuals. Um, and that just isn't the case, or at least it's not functionally the case in the U.S. because so much of the power and decision making is tied up in by, you know, billionaires and corporations yeah we'll we'll also put a a link to like a sort of a guide to different like local like state abortion access funds and things like that to donate to if you know planned parenthood is very well funded uh as many people have pointed out uh and there are much like many more local organizations uh to help support abortion access like not just here but also like guam and puerto rico as well all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And so monkeypox is continuing to be a story and actually, you know, a problem in communities in now the U.S. 
it is not a global pandemic the way that people were reporting or fearing it would be at first. Um, but it is affecting gay and bisexual men. And uh, the CDC is telling people to just go with abstinence. Yeah. It's really wild. Like this is in a period where people like it's pride. People are yearning for human like contact connection. And they're like, Hey man, just fucking don't really, you know, just don't have sex. How about that? Um, and it's, it's like really, I don't know. Like we're looking at, again, most people are saying we have a smallpox vaccine. That's about 85% effective would be really fantastic for, uh, anybody who is could be exposed to monkeypox, and there's a way to roll this out. But we've seen anecdotally, like in New York, they said, "Hey, if uh, like if you had multiple sexual partners, that we're having a clinic for you to get uh, like a, a smallpox vaccine." They that shit filled up so quick, and they ran out of doses that now people are like, "Uh, we need a lot more doses of this vaccine." And it just feels like another moment where you know it's easy to just ignore. The, like an outbreak of a disease or virus because it's in like a marginal community and just, you know, let's just keep that moving. But yeah, it is another uh, pretty, like it's a pretty severe issue that we're dealing with. And right now the World Health Organization is trying to determine if they do declare that this a global health emergency just to increase the awareness around this. Yeah. Um, living wage is trending. Stacey Abrams uh, has been tweeting out some very questionable shit, uh, specifically saying we need to pay police a living wage, which is, I don't know, that seems like not the problem. I, she, uh, she didn't tweet this like this morning, but uh, she tweeted it in the past couple of days. And it's does not seem, seem like the uh, issue that, that needs to be addressed right now police. in the United States. The tweet, Law enforcement are often paid less than a living wage, and that is wrong. We must raise pay for officers and address violent crime as we work to build community trust and foster law enforcement accountability. Right. Wow, that's big. I'm running for governor energy. You suddenly just almost scratched my damn head off. I'm like, well, hold on. Police a living wage? <laughs> Do you? This is a six-figure so, income. Yeah. Police make more money than fucking most of us do. Like in LA, there, it, which is wild. In response to that tweet, a lot of people were read quote tweeting it with like the police officers that had like you know uh, like assaulted them like by shooting them with a beanbag gun or beating them up or something, and then listing like and this person makes two hundred forty five thousand dollars a year. Right. Yeah, this seems like it was wage. a tweet written by the police union, like that was I mean, just you know part yeah. of the trading uh, that happens with like. You know, you get to a certain level, you can't be out here talking like a cab vote for me for governor. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's clearly that line and we're starting to see it when you're, and I, people have like tried to comb through the tweets and be like, is this the first time you even use the word living wage? <laughs> and wow. it's in relation to the police. Yeah. I don't know so how like, well, I knocked true that, that one is. out. I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm talking about a living wage and I'm, you know, and you know, large matter. Anyway, in the so boot. I, I get. I can't be. You're, you you can't be surprised by anybody running for like you know office that high, especially in like not a blue state. Because even blue state candidates aren't out here saying shit like, yeah. You know, if anything, they do like we we honor our law enforcement uh, people or whatever. Yeah, but this is the party, like literally the party line of the you know 
Biden administration that we need to like fund both things. And it's like, well, one of the things is sabotaging our ability to have a equal society where people don't live in fear of violence. And like that, that isn't actively sabotaging like communities and families. So funding that is actually not, uh, you can't fund both things because one of those things is dismantling like social services and like the goals that we're trying to accomplish with the social services. And uh, one thing is proven to do fuck all. Right. Like over and over again. You you need a study? I think we've had about, we We got got the studies about a hundred years worth of data that says, I don't think the police keep people safe. Yeah. So maybe that's the next conversation. But again, oh man, overcoming the status quo here in this country takes a lot, a lot of people. Yep. And finally, uh, we, we had a outing with uh, some of the L.A. podcast studio to go see Elvis last yep. night. The new Baz Luhrmann movie. My, the main takeaway for me is how weird Tom Hanks's character is. It's very, very strange. It, the, yo, the movie. Look, if, if you saw, you've heard us talk about like that one clip. Right. And that was enough to be like, we got to see this bullshit because it seems so over the top. The the clip in question is uh, his first performance where he starts like Wiggling. making people's brains melt by flicking his penis in their direction. And the sound effect is wow, wow, while he's while he's just like slamming his penis in their direction. Um, the, it's actually better in the movie. And like, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Super Producer Anna pointed out um, it, the word is thrusting. He is thrusting his penis. He's not flicking it, uh, but I don't know. Uh, clearly, you're more of a flicker and not a thruster. <laughs> more of a flicker, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but flicking but that thing. Elvis, don't, don't flick. He thrusts. Um, he thrusts. He's horny. And on, I think the best performances in that scene came from like the, the actors who were playing the like like about to lose my shit women in the audience. Because some of the screams... Where thought, a guy like falls back and starts having a seizure. It was it was interesting. Um Yeah, like one of the one of the screams that the women made when he like was, you know, fucking wiggling his shit her way, it's like the Tony Collette meme of her screaming. Yeah. Like that level of like energy was in it. I was like, damn, like give these people a fucking award. Like I could feel I could feel the hysteria take over the people yeah. who had gotten a taste of forbidden fruit or whatever however tom hanks is weird warner Werner oh Herzog shit he is. talks like warner herzog he's supposed to be a con man who's pretending he's from west virginia but i think this is where lerman takes liberties right and he's trying to say this guy was so sloppy like he's like we see through his shit or something i don't know if that's the it's, subtext it of does having not that choice. because he's like a bad guy all the way through just keeps doing bad things no real arc accent choice like he he has a thick accent, and at one point a politician investigates him and is like, "And we've discovered you're not from West Virginia." And he's like, "Oh no, they found out." And it's like West Virginia. He sounds like he's like from Germany or like Sweden or I I guess he's from the Netherlands. But like yeah. the, you go watch an interview, like after you watch the movie, go watch an interview with the guy, and he he talks like a like with with no accent at all. Very very baffling stuff from Tom Hanks. Um. They, 
So they keep manufacturing stuffy old white guys to like harumph in the background uh, of his performances. So at first it's like true, like people being like this, my, my daughter is out of control. Like we must not, we must not allow this. But like at a certain point they like start making up these stories where like his, he's supposed to be like selling uh, fucking sweaters. And like the guy's like, I just want him to like play an acoustic guitar and a sweater and sing here comes Santa Claus. And then he like performs his hits and everyone's like, Oh, and it, like they just have to keep leather. like making up these people. Like that's the only gear I, that the movie has. It's this is also made for people who have no idea what cultural appropriation is. Yes. I'll say that because famously like Elvis Presley was doing black music yes. and that was like the thing there. And they even, they, they mentioned that thing. It's like, man, when I have these, these uh, Negroes on my records, nobody buys them until I got this white boy singing the Negro songs. And now everybody likes it. Even the Negroes, as they say that line over and over and shit, mm -hmm. there's this scene, right? Where they show young Elvis, like going to like a revival church, like in a tent and shit. And he's, people are you know they're they're singing and they're worshiping and he goes in and, and suddenly he catches the fucking spirit and like it's meant to be this like very transformative scene like fucking avatar or some shit yeah like he became yes. avatar in that moment because he was exalted by the ethnic people to to carry on the mantle of their cultural contributions or some shit and like that's how they sort of present his intersection with black culture. And I was like, this is very inaccurate. Right. Yeah. Um, and they Priscilla, too. That was interesting too. Priscilla, who is 14 when they meet, they're like a pretty young teenager. <laughs> like they don't, they don't, they don't say a fucking child. Right. Um, he like, they, they, yeah, they make him seem like, like they make it seem like he and BB King were close friends. And like, in fact, they like met one time. There's right. a scene where he sees little Richard perform and he's like, man, that guy should be more famous than me. And, uh, BB King's like, there's no way because you're white. And like, that's what people like about like, you. You can then, sing that song. Right. And then <laughs> and they do money. nothing with that. There's nothing. They yeah. do absolutely nothing. Uh, um, did you notice the Pepsi versus Coke thing? Actually? So miles, uh, full transparency, you had to leave early. I, I left it. Yeah. I left with about 40 minutes to go. I think. Cause it is about two and a half hours. So it, it's taking place in the South. They, they keep like Pepsi keeps coming up. He keeps drinking Pepsi at one point. He's like nervous. And they're like, here, drink this Pepsi. It'll make right. your stomach. Settling it'll calm stomach. your stomach. And the whole time I'm like, Oh, well it must be like a thing where like they just sold the rights to Pepsi. And like, it was really cooked because it's right. the South and like, it's the fifties. Yeah. Like, so Pepsi when he's young and like doing well, at the end of his life, like the only time that we see Elvis in a fat suit performing and he looks like he's dead, like he has to be like carried around. He has like uh, paper cups of Coke on the piano. I was like, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. okay so you were seeing some brand war shit. I'm seeing some brand war shit for okay. sure. All right. All right. I, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to that part, but there's some of the fun like weirdness like he mouth kisses his fans in vegas like the, the after his vegas shows he full-on like kisses his fans on the mouth like repeatedly like every one of them um like passionate <laughs> deep kisses but like there's stuff that like his uh memphis mafia stuff like his his crew that he traveled around with that like just you know, gassed him up and let him believe whatever was going on in his head. Like he just kind of stays this like sweet, naive, like person. They don't really 
like he was a drug addled maniac. Like the, they don't have the Nixon meeting. Do you know the story of the Nixon? Oh meeting? yeah. I'm yeah. Sure we I've gave told the gun. Like a dozen. He, yeah, he yeah. showed up high out of his mind in a cape with a gold handgun to give to the president uh, at the white house showed mm -hmm. up and asked Nixon to make him the America's drug czar. Yeah. Which wasn't wasn't a thing, but he was like, I'll drop the dime on like the Beatles and all these hippies who do illegal drugs. Uh I, I only do drugs that are prescribed to me by like the doctor friend who just enables my my drug addiction. <laughs> right. But like it, his his life got a lot weirder and um in in the hands of a different filmmaker, I feel like it it was Oh yeah. It's a fucking fever dream. It so, is a fever dream. You know, I don't now would I say, should you go out? and spend your hard-earned money to go see it, that's up to you. But I will say, if you don't mind watching something that could make your eyes roll completely back into your head, um, and it's kind of fun because it's so bad, I guess. But yeah. buyer and, beware. Like, the performance by uh, Austin, whatever, like, is pretty good. Like, I'd, it's the most of any Elvis content I've ever, like, consumed in a given moment. And I, like, came away being like, all right. I get, yeah. I get why people... It's a lighter data set. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that is Elvis. Uh, you, you, it, it's worth seeing if you're not expecting like a traditionally good time. I was both uh, enjoying myself and also ready for it to be over about halfway through. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, those are the things that are trending on this Friday afternoon. We are back on Monday with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Yep. You know, go find out what protests are happening near you. Find out mutual aid networks, uh, you know, support each other because the fucking government and the corporate media are not going to do it for you um nah. don't do nothing about white supremacy and we will talk to y'all on monday bye bye here's something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get but with visible what you see is what you get Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.